Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4patriots, the number 4, patriots.com slash on the right. Uh, we, we've got all sorts of programming that aims to deconstruct our faith and indoctrinate our children and all of us, really, of all ages in, in a neo-pagan worldview where there is no God, there is no creator, there are no obligations to a creator. We can live however we want and our desires, our very desires determine our identity, whatever they may be. There's really no right or wrong there. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. So I'm not surprised that confidence in the Word of God is falling in the polls because adherence to the Word of God is falling in the culture. Yeah, when you talk about inerrancy, that's the common conservative term that is used in many seminaries and many churches to describe what is called the conservative evangelical position. That's the view that the Bible actually is the Word of God. It's not just that parts of it are inspired by God. It's not that it's, uh, you know, really empowering spiritual teaching but it's not actually what God is saying to us. Hmm. It's the Bible, the literal word of God. Uh, new Gallup polls come out, said America's view of the Bible, uh, the literal word of God is at an all-time low. That's that's kind of dark, isn't it? Uh, you know, there's when, when, when I just said the word kind of dark, uh, dark darkness right in the bible they talk about dark and darkness and we know darkness as the lights go out nighttime midnight right okay darkness in a closet close the door you're in darkness but they the darkness that we're talking about it's a darkness that can really truly be felt and the bible uses it a lot of times to refer to people and boy we sure can feel people can't we and darkness is when i say people it's all of us it's a, it's the flesh right it's our human condition uh, our flesh but man there is a darkness that can be felt right a, a feeling right now and uh, that was the uh, family research council there dr owen strachan talking about this new gallup poll that's out a record low 20% of Americans now say the Bible is the literal word of God, down from 24% last time I was asked in 2017. So record low 20% say it's a literal word. 80, 80% of Americans say, nah, I guess it's just it's some good poetry, right? Uh, just love that poetry in Psalms. It's just some scary uh, fiction there in Revelation, and it's just... 
you know, a, a Bible story of a talking serpent there in Genesis. And, you know, I, I visited a new church on Sunday, a smaller one, and it was refreshing to hear the the, the scriptures read out loud, the word of God. And, you know, we took God out of schools. We took God out of society. We, we say that. We hear that, right? I, I've said that many times. But that's not true. It's my, you can make up laws. You can make up. You can enslave people. You can whip people. You can kill people over their views or faith in God and, and, and some kind of dictatorship, as we've seen around the world, right? Uh, think they've killed God, but they, they can't. He's never left our schools, our our government, our, our our restaurants, our backyards. He's everywhere. We just got a bunch of people, and it keeps growing decade after decade after decade. You know, we say we kicked God out of school, uh, Madeline Murray O'Hara in the late 60s, wasn't it, where uh, no more prayer in school. I remember my second grade teacher in Memphis, early 70s, reading a Bible, little Bible story every day before she started school. She was obviously breaking the law then. But, yeah, so we say we took him out, but, you know, he's, he hasn't left. We haven't taken him out of anywhere. His spirit's here. If you believe in him, you know, you believe in probably an opposite spirit as well, evil. So ask yourself, who would fight back against God in public or uh, the against the birth of a creation he's forming in the womb, right? Uh, that's not a life. That's the woman's life. Uh, evil would. Evil likes to convince you the Bible is merely a fable, merely a, a legend. You know, it was just inspired by a, an earthly author. And there has been a darkness unleashed, true enough, in this poll right here. Uh, Gallup.com, record low 20%, say the Bible is the literal word. And uh, that's that's half of what it was at its high points in the 80, in 1980 and 1984 when Gallup asked the same question. A new high of 29% say the Bible is a fable, a legend, a history recorded by man. Now, okay, now that's a poll of America. Let's scale it down now to uh, Gallup talking and asking Christians. And that's all denominations across. Uh, they, they said, and this is Protestantism. 58% say the Bible is the inspired word of God, but not everything in it to be taken literally. 25% said it should be interpreted literally. 16% say it's an ancient book of fables. This is under Christianity. 25%. So now you wonder why it seems like churches don't stand up for, for certain things. Wow, this is now this is a Gallup poll, but you know, it's it's in the it's in the ballpark. Wow. You know, we got rhinos, right? Republican and name only. We need we need chinos. Christian and name only, I guess. I mean, uh, a rhino, a chino. Uh, well, uh, this was this Dr. Owen Strachan that I found with the Family Research Council talking about uh, speech in the Bible. And many feel like, you know, it's God talking from cover to cover, right? No, if you're an inerrantist, you believe that the word of God, the Bible is actually God's own speech to you from cover to cover, from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation. All right. So 25% of Christians in the Gallup poll said it's uh, interpreted literally. 
And you had 58% said, it's an inspired word of God, but not everything's to be taken. Literally, I guess, uh, as he explains here, that's the second category here, which it seems like the majority of uh, Christians are, are, it doesn't seem like, well, according to this poll, 58% fall into this category. And then there's this second category that has the Bible as inspired by God, but that's a pretty broad and generic term. Somebody who doesn't believe that the Bible is actually God's speech to us can say that. They can say the Bible's an inspired book the way that, you know, lots of religious texts are inspired. And it it has some good spiritual and moral principles for life, uh, but you're not supposed to take it literally. Not literally. Uh, not supposed to take it. Here, Here's my take, and I think it's rather simple. If a divine creator created me, and place me down in Tennessee in 1966 when I was born. And that creator, you know, didn't leave me some kind of instruction. I think I would be livid. Wouldn't you be upset, right? I mean, we get upset when Ikea sends something and it doesn't have instructions, right? You get an at-home COVID test without instructions. We get upset. God, the divine creator, I this is my view. This is how I see it had to leave us some kind of instructions. And that's why it's the number one bestseller of all time. The instructions are the number one bestseller. And, uh, you know, have I, have I figured out all the instructions? No. Do I, do I always follow the instructions? No. Do people argue about the instructions? Yes. But it doesn't change the fact, in my opinion, that we have the instructions. And, you're supposed to literally follow the instructions, right? We look at instructions as being the literal explanation as how to build or put something together. And even further proof here, I think, even further proof that the Bible is truly the instructions left uh, or inspired by, literally inspired by by God. It's the number one bestseller, and it's also the number one burned and banned book ever. So chew on that and think about for a moment the the Nancy Pelosi's and the Joe Bidens and people are always like, wait, you, you say you're a devout Catholic and you're going against the Catholic teaching. See, they're creating their own their own spirituality. And this is what the Family Research Council, Dr. Owen Strachan, S-T-R-A-C-H-A-N is his name. He was a very young guy. Uh, you shave that beard off, and I bet he won a day over 26. He's very well spoken here, and he's talking about how we moved into a spiritual culture. Not the literal interpretation of the Bible, but a spiritual culture, right? The idea that we have transitioned out of a kind of religious culture into a sort of spiritual culture. In a spiritual culture, lots of people respect the Bible. Many people might open the Bible in in a given week or a given month and read a few verses, but those people are not understanding themselves as under the authority of the Word of God, every word being from God himself. Mm Mm-hmm. He broke it down pretty good. And then you got your third category. You ain't seen nothing yet. And then, of course, there's a third category of people who just don't believe that the Bible is important or inspired or needful. And that category, too, is is significant, sadly, now in 2022 in America. Mm. And you keep talking like that, you'll end up in a New York City publication. Uh, and this is the headline here, the far-right Christian quest for power. We are seeing them emboldened. And it, it flashes me back to the 80s with that word I hated, the religious right. You know, I think they intentionally made it sound like the Third Reich. You know, the religious right, the Third Reich. 
Now today, 2022, it's the Christian nationalism. And they're bringing up this uh, this guy uh, running for governor uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, Doug Mastrano. Uh, they, they said he stood behind a uh, big old eagle statue, declared the power of God. Uh, they, they quote him in here. Is any free people in the house here? Did Jesus set you free, he asked. And they go on to talk about separation of church and state and all this and bring up. Uh, then they get down to the obvious this is the propaganda, and this is going to start being pushed a whole lot. They write, since the January 6th attack, which blended extremism and religious fervor, the term Christian nationalism is used broadly to refer to the general mixing of America and white Christian identities. See, they're even, you know, they made Trump racist. Anything that they got to fight against, they just put the R label on it. And if you're a Republican, the R doesn't stand for that. It stands for you're a racist. Yeah, they're already talking about this uh, Christian nationalism, tying it into Christian white identities. Uh, and then, listen, this is this is how far they go with this. They said in the 1948 presidential election, a fringe political party called the Christian Nationalist Party uh, nominated a pastor with pro-Nazi sympathies and adopted an anti-Semitic, anti-black platform that called for the deportation of people with whom it disagreed. They got to go back to 1948 and some fringe cat uh, named Gerald L.K. Smith had some kind of fringe party and tied to what's happening today. So there's their example of the blending of Christian nationalism and white Christian identities. Uh, They said white evangelicals are also the most likely religious group to believe in QAnon. All right, let's throw that in as well, right? What what about belief in uh, UFOs taking people up and experimenting on them? Uh, what what's the next one they're going to go on? Uh, well, this this young man, Doctor Owen Strachan, Family Research Council, he went really really deep here, and I've never thought of it this way, and he drives it home here. You know, the whole critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, all uh, that uh, if you're a white person, you're an oppressor. And if you're a person of color, you're being oppressed to generalize a whole group of people and to not look at people as separate, identical individuals, no matter the the irrelevant skin pigmentation that God gave us. I'm not going to say it's irrelevant. He he did it for a reason. Uh, But to us, uh, you know, humans are the humans inside. And listen to how. This uh, this man, Dr. Owen Strachan, broke it down here, and he really did the, the whole woke thing. Uh, wokeness has a whole line of thought. Wokeness is a system. And, for example, wokeness tells some people, uh, white people in particular, that they're a white supremacist by nature. And so they're basically kind of a devalued person really. And they need to bow to the wisdom of other people, people of color. Well, when you go to the Bible, but what the Bible teaches is that every person is an image bearer and every person can be redeemed by Jesus Christ. And so that's just one tiny example of a major worldview conflict between these two systems. I really thought that was interesting. Uh, how he took that and broke that down right there. And yeah, it's uh, it's oppressive to all our society. Uh, it, it truly is. And we've gotten so far uh, away from it and not even away from it. Here's the thing that we moved into. I, I got to stop that 1990s, 2000, 2010 talking about society moving away from God and Christianity. Now they're attacking it. They're not just moving away from it. They're now putting you into a, uh, yeah, the religious right slice of the pie calling it christian nationalism and boy i tell you the uh it's not gonna stop
they're going to continue this. And when you uh, turn it up, turn the channel of their propaganda machine out there, it's hard to convince a whole lot of people that these experimental mRNA vaccines do more harm than good. And Arizona healthcare chain are now making it possible for 12 to 17-year-olds to create their own healthcare accounts without parents being involved. I'm telling you, man, that's the basis of a communist revolution to turn the parents against the kids. That's tool weapon number one. I'll give you more details on that next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. All right, I'm going to get to that Arizona healthcare chain in just a moment, hiding information from moms and dads, uh, because I just saw this pop up on uh, Breitbart after doing that whole monologue there and going to the commercials. It said, woke, woke churches label pro-life movement a demonic agenda and claim God is pro-choice. Let's, uh, uh, they got almost like a three-minute uh, montage here, but I'm not going to play the whole oh thing. Oh, Lord, how long will women and girls be viewed Methodist as second-class church. citizens? Wow, Methodist. Okay. Giver of choice. You have created us in your image and given us agency over our own bodies. We pray for all who partner with those in need of reproductive health care. We pray for the loss of life yet to come from forced childbirth and illegal abortion. We pray for those who are not of the same mind regarding reproductive rights. Oh Lord, how long will women and girls be viewed as second class citizens? That's a Methodist church in Dallas, Texas. How long before women and girls will be able to make decisions for their own health and wellness? Dare I say, if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't even be a topic. All the guys, let's all let's all set appointments to get vasectomies. We are women singing, waiting. We know. Wow. That was the Church of Christ singing an abortion, pro-abortion song in church. No wonder. I can't believe it's as high as 25% of, of Christians in the Gallup poll think that uh, the Bible is a literal word of God. Man, that's staggering, sickening, unnerving, uh, almost as unnerving as Honor Health in Arizona now says 12-year-olds can revoke mom and dad's ability if you want to go in and see their labs or their test results or go in on any appointments. Boy, how did a healthcare chain suddenly get the 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 power over parents? Well, just hey, while the floodgates are open, try and make it as crazy as you can make it, right? I still think that's why the city council here said uh, a sixty nine percent raise. They go, hey, let's just ask for a sixty nine percent raise, and then it seems sensible when they move it back to twenty nine percent or whatever it turns out to be, right? Uh, See, when things are crazy, man, you just get crazier like this. A recent email to employers, Honor Health announced changes to adolescent MyChart access. Kids age 12 to 17 can create their own medical info accounts and revoke their parents' access. Uh, At school, don't you still have to call mom or dad or a parent or a guardian and say, can we give them some Tylenol? Uh, I I don't know. What what would they be helping 12-year-olds hide from their, their moms and dads, right? You know, coming out right after the Supreme Court, right? 
You know it. You know, they could hide vaccines. They could hide abortions. I guess, see, Arizona isn't as with it as California uh, is here. But can you imagine that? A health care chain allowing 12-year-olds to hide medical information from mom and from dad. I guess nothing is surprising anymore. And when the world gets all crazy and you think it's lost its mind and there's very few good people you feel like anywhere and then you you get something in the mail at work. Sandra up in Squaw Valley, bless your heart. I showed it to Agent Squires, and he 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 gives a bless your heart on this. I, I get this uh, Manila envelope here, and I open it up, and I read, "Hi Trevor, heard you mention I heard you mention Carl Junior prices on your show. I about died when I went for a meal there and paid as much as I dine in dinner. So sharing some coupons if you're interested. I keep them in my car. We sure are, Sandra. Thank you." Uh, some of the gut busters around here on Fridays, we do Hot Dog Friday. We were going to go do some maybe a, a different place this coming Friday. So I think we got our coupons. There's multiple different choices, multiple different choices in here. Sandra, thank you so much. Uh, that Again, that touched our heart. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Man, before we know it, it's going to be nice, cool weather, and uh, this heat's going to be gone, right? We'll see. July 11th, August, September, October, three and a half, three and a half, about three months and three weeks uh and then even in those last three weeks you know you'll get a cool day here and there so man as time's flying by like that 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 makes it feel about like the heat is way more bearable isn't it uh the heat's on kamala kamala harris right a reporter was asking her hey didn't all the democrats in the past meaning her uh fail over abortion and listen to what she says i tell you this woman is the worst speaker ever she goes back kamala Kamala Harris, you are so 2020 with your response, talking about we are uh, living in unsettled times. She has no response. When you look back, did Democrats fail past Democratic presidents, congressional leaders to not codify Roe v. Wade over the past five decades? I think that, to be very honest with you, I, I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believed that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. 
No, that's right, and that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. Unsettled times. Uncertain, unsettled. That's so 2020. In these times of uncertainty. During these uncertain times. During this unsettling time. During these difficult times. In these uncertain times. In these uncertain times. In these uncertain times. For uncertain times. We're living in uncertain times. In these uncertain times. Especially in uncertain times. Uncertain times. In these uncertain times, you never know when you're at work, when you're at home, when wherever you are, and you're, you have uh, children in, in school, public school, private school any school and a madman a demon walks in and wants to uh shoot shoot some kids up we we know it happens and this is why i just could not believe just the 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 stupidity uh in this fresnob.com opinion from the building healthy communities uh sandra celadon uh you know the the retweeter of burn it down during the summer of rage I, i'm just going to highlight a few things that she said here just to show that there are still people that just don't get it and this would not age well if there happens to be a, 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 unfortunately a shooting somewhere where you have uh you know campaigned against having any good guy with a gun uh, on that campus of course now middle schools uh got some coverage high schools do now elementary schools right uh, she starts out says our schools are failing students Bing, we agree sandra and adults who are supposed to represent the best interests of our children are leading the way Bing, we agree twice sandra six out of seven Fresno unified board members recently voted to fund the uh, fund the placement of school resource officers in local middle schools to police 13 and 14 year old children advancing fear instead of doing the hard work of funding real solutions to ensure public safety so just these officers being on campus are going to make the 13 and 14 year olds uh be fearful is what she said she said officers in our middle school hallways will only fuel the school to prison pipeline study after study has documented the link and arrests for non-criminal behavior especially among youth of color over the last three years black students have made up 20 percent of police involved disciplinary investigation of president unified even though they're only seven percent of the student body black students experience a higher rate of, a, of discipline black students in fresno are among the top three groups of students statewide who miss the most days of learning due to suspension data consistently shows a clear bias against students of color at fresno unified more than a million of our city tax dollars and another one million of our education dollars now pay for these stark inequities so uh th- this lady that's the chief executive officer of the fresno building healthy communities uh she's flat out calling the teachers the principals the police flat out racist it's either the students misbehaving and punishment you know being put forward or they're racist so she's saying they're racist just say it sandra just say say they're racist say that say that that's what she actually said she said instead of using resources to fund fear imagine if we use taxpayer dollars toward prevention imagine investment in counseling mental health de-escalating training for teachers or other community-based solutions yeah we need teachers now to go to rambo school for three months in the summer to learn how to take what a gun a knife uh, how to do some judo to take apart two uh just high strung blood flowing 14 year olds who are going going at it fisticuffs uh, to have this 128 pound teacher step in and go well what kind of training are you talking about taxpaying money 
safety needs to go to. Uh, she says, reimagine public safety. Okay, I am. I just did. It doesn't make sense. She said it requires bold leadership and reframing what actually creates safety. Well, do tell. Reframe what creates safety. I mean, I guess she's saying that we, we don't spend enough money. We spend 24000 per year per student. That's doubled in the last few years. So it's not a money problem. $24,000 a year per kid we're paying, and we end up last. Sorry, Nelson. This side of the Mississippi, we end up last. So I guess she's imagining if we could just all get along. Hey, Sandra. Uh, imagine all the learning that might happen if we didn't allow the disruptors in the classroom to actually stay. That seems like the first thing that you would do, right? If you got chaos and you got no learning and you're blaming everybody and blaming racist teachers and principals, might it be that learning isn't going on because of disruptors and teachers feeling like their their hands are tied? She said in this editorial, she says, we need prevention, not cops. Students should feel connected to their school, supported by the adults they interact with and valued by their community. She needs to write for Hallmark. Boy, she can create these perfect scenarios. Connected to their school, support. Yes, 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 yes. We all want it to be that. But you got to, before you paint the rosy picture, you got to get down in the trenches and, and, and clean up the crap. Sorry, it's not all flowery. She said safety is created by belonging and having access to the tools and resources needed to achieve wellness. Safety is not being shot at while school. That's what we're talking about. Let's keep that subject matter going here. She said it's created by belonging and having access to the tools. What? Uh, Yeah, if if the tools are a a gun that a teacher can get out of a safe who is very well qualified in in training, then, yeah, I would agree that would be a resource. Uh, So I don't know. Butterflies in the hallways? I don't know what what they want to have happen. She said, let's imagine if we use tax dollars toward basic needs, like ensuring our kids have nutritious foods, creating healthy school cultures that make our children feel welcomed. Uh, okay, back to the children feeling welcomed in a moment, but back to imagining uh, that we use tax dollars toward basic needs, she says. Uh, use tax dollars. Okay, we, we do that. That's everybody that works money. Uh, we already have WIC. We already have free breakfast. We have free lunch, even when the schools close for the summer. Free breakfast, free lunch. I don't see what else we're missing here. We got breakfast, lunch, dinner. Dinner's covered with wick. Snacks, dessert covered. What, 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 what are we missing here? I don't even know what she's talking about. Uh, but back to making sure our children feel welcomed. What? Like teaching Whitey that they're the oppressor? Teaching students of color that they are the oppressed? Would you feel welcome if you're being told you're oppressed? Is that a welcoming thing? Uh, If you're feeling like you're being told you're the oppressor, boy, you sure wouldn't feel welcome, would you? She goes on to write, we have overfunded police for centuries, yet our collective safety has not improved. Shouldn't our educators be the first to understand when an intervention has failed? Shouldn't our educators educators lead new and innovative approaches to improve safety that increases educational outcomes? Man, now, you know what we should do? Instead of all your shouldn't, 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 I'm going to say, shouldn't we bring back the principal paddling kits? <laughs> yeah. 
Shouldn't we bring back God in school? I'd say, yeah. Uh, the Fresno Unified Board lacks the imagination, she says, and leadership that this generation deserves. It's time for the adults to listen to young people and match their fearlessness. This is the president and chief executive officer of Fresno Building Healthy Communities. I wonder how much of our tax-paying money uh, goes to, to this. I'm sure sh- some does. Uh, I even think she might be, be, be on that uh, police review board or something. I think she's on that. Uh, Seattle Public Schools are going to spend more on racial equity programs than math, science, and literacy combined. Uh, wait till that trickles on out. Well, maybe it's already happening. Uh, yeah, they said Washington State students have seen a drop-off in reading and math since 2019. But the budget's going to give 850000 more to diversity, equity, inclusion, more than all the language, arts, and STEM courses combined. Well, that, may, that makes a lot of sense, right? Dan Walters, Cal Matters, says uh, 24000 a year for each kid, doubling what it was. Uh, it said it provides extra to school districts with high numbers of poor and English learner students. So I would think Fresno Unified has a high number of poor and English learner students in it. So we're even getting extra uh, here. So those funds go through the local control funding formula. And it's, uh, it's, it's to fill the achievement gap. And for her to say that taxpaying money is not going for this, man, there's a... There, it would be like putting in billions upon billions upon billions upon billions of dollars into an investment in a rocket, and it won't, the engine won't even turn on. At some point, you'd be like, all right, let's maybe stop putting money into something that is just sitting there on the, on the land, on the uh, take, takeoff pad, right? If uh, one, they said right here, uh, if it, this is Dan Walters, Cal Matters writing, if one takes any list of what states spend on schools and compares it to the results of the federal government's academic testing program, there's absolutely no correlation between spending and achievement. So uh, there, there's, there are people that we need to listen to, and then there are those that just shout out in editorials that don't make any sense. So that actually put our kids in harm's way of a, uh, of a psycho, of a demon shooter out there. But they're trying to tie it all in right here. Uh, I guess this could make us feel a little bit better. They said D.C. schools have the highest per-pupil spending in the nation, but are dead last in academics. Well, the, the money doesn't cut it. And uh, the fact that we still have elementary schools that do not have officers, but yet we spend 25 billion, or now 20, what is it, 20, 20, 27 billion, 28 billion, according to the Federation of American Immigration Reform, that Californians spend our tax money on illegal aliens in this state, but yet we don't have the money to put police officers at elementary school campuses. Yeah. Massive drug seized. People shot and killed on the streets of Fresno. And a FedEx truck driver. I guess he got truck jacked here in town. And you wonder on a Monday why you might stay inside your Second Amendment home almost all weekend. (laughs) Man, we got a crime report next. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Listening to the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. 
strike avoided. Fresno bus drivers cut a new deal with the city. They did weekend negotiations. So if you were worried about that, if you take the bus, uh, you're still going to have your uh, valet, your chauffeur, right? Uh, a lot of people on the bus, I'd see one person on the bus with their chauffeur. Now I know there's some of them that are more crowded. And I remember how important it was to my nephew when he lived here. And, uh, boy, he it would take him uh, uh, over two hours with his transfers and all of that. And well, at least that's what he told me. Yeah, it probably took him 20 minutes, and that gave him an extra hour and 40 minutes to just do whatever he wanted to do, I guess, right? Well, looky here. The first drum roll, please. Well, I don't have a drum roll. I got a drum hit. There you go. Uh, Fresno first cannabis dispensary opens. We got our first weed shop. We're we're really behind the rest of California here with this, and we're supposed to move up to what is it like twenty something, th- three per district, right? And who was the first customer that walked into the first cannabis dispensary store? It's not. It's not the part-time job that was advertised. Yeah, Council Member Miguel Arias, uh, FresnoB.com, City Council Members, the first official customer. So he's out there helping business. Uh, the This video I saw, very disturbing, of a group of kids getting off a bus in San Francisco. And uh, the dude that was filming it showed him getting off the bus and then turned around and showed on the sidewalk the the homeless drug addicts i mean shooting up in the middle of the street right in the middle of the day ah it was just like is this really how it's become ted nugent tweeted out chinese third grader yeah ted nugent the rocker chinese third graders are learning advanced calculus american third graders are learning that men can have periods this can't end well he said uh yeah that's so true boy i tell you what uh, they're having to see and hear things that, uh, as kids, most of us didn't have to. This uh, this crime wave is continuing, and I guess I can say as crime waves have been going recently, not to uh, downplay the loss of these two people's lives, but this seemed to be, seemed to be I think, the only shooting, killing in Fresno. There were others uh, up and down the valley. Investigation underway after a man and woman were shot and killed. This happened Friday night at 1130 Iowa and 8th Avenue. Police got there, man in his 20s, woman in her 30s, gunshot wounds. One was on the sidewalk, the other in the middle of the street, 1130 at night. They, of course, were rushed to the hospital, didn't survive. Police think, investigators now think, somebody driving northbound on 8th Street shot at him and took off. They said there were multiple witnesses to the shooting, hoping to find more. They believe the shooter was uh, in a white car. Tulare police investigating a triple shooting. Left one person dead, two others wounded on Saturday night. According to Tulare police here, said a, a party at a house on Stony Creek Street near Bardsley. I know where Bardsley is down there. I've been on there. They said about 745. Seven. See, I did the southern. Seven. About 745, they said four to five shots were fired. Uh, they said all the victims are adult men. Two have been taken into custody for questioning. This case is still under investigation. That's one dead there, two dead here. And this, I, I, what's wrong with people in, in Sanger? Uh, 8.30, Thursday. I, I didn't hear about this on Friday. Uh, if it was already out, I don't know. But uh, ABC 30 reporting here. Uh, police say, Sanger police say a man's in the hospital after burns, after being set on fire by a woman. You think, what, was he asleep on the couch? You put gasoline on the couch and lit a, 
uh, a match. No, in a park, Singer Park, 8.30 Thursday night. They arrested 48-year-old Patricia Castillo, as well as another man, 43-year-old Leonard Hawkins. Uh, surveillance videos show the woman approaching the victim, throwing a liquid uh, from a cup onto him, and then said she and the victim appear to argue, and she sparks a lighter and lights the guy on fire. Investigators say the man that was also charged with this uh, this whatever throwing woman and lighting on fire woman said they uh, the dude gave her the accelerant used to light the victim on fire. He's in the hospital expected to survive, but man, that is uh, that is I I just watched a, a, a documentary and I don't even remember what I watched it on, but back in the fifties. This young woman in Brooklyn, attractive, and this older man by, you know, he was probably like 30 and she was in her early 20s. He was older, successful. They went out for a while, dated, and then she called it all off and he couldn't give her up. Just couldn't give her up. And there weren't really a lot of laws back then protecting women from psycho boyfriends or husbands or ex-husbands. And I I shut it off when I realized what had happened because they were going back and forth to both of them now, well up into their years. And this woman, who was the young woman in this documentary, had these big black sunglasses on. I thought, oh, she's still trying to look young or something. But as it turned out, he threw acid in her face because he he said uh, if he couldn't have her, no one else was going to have her. wasn't going to have her beauty or anything. And they had, uh, I guess that's why her sunglasses were so big, because that's, there were a lot of scars behind there. And I, at that point, I was so stunned. I thought it was some love affair that something, you know, he went to jail for something. But no, it turned out to be that. And I was like, man, that's what I thought of in that Sanger Park right there. That's disgusting. Hate to tell you, I think it's coming back. Uh, just a reminder, we were warned that the return of COVID-related restrictions could be a possibility. And now L.A. County public health officials are telling us, pull the masks out of storage. We might need them because the county is on track to bring back the indoor mask mandate, depending on what happens next. Masks needed in Yosemite as well. Why? Because of the fire? No, COVID. We'll talk about both. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.